You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. The International Monetary Fund had the world buzzing earlier this week when it said it expected the global economy to do a lot better than it had expected in October. And uh, why was this the case? Well, it said that the reopening of the Chinese economy from its zero COVID-19 policy would be good for growth, that the uh, worst case scenario over Europe's energy crisis didn't uh, materialize, which was also good for global growth, and that the U.S. consumer was a lot more resilient or proving to remain resilient. The IMF also nudged up South Africa's growth forecast uh, to 1.2% this year, which is much more ambitious than the growth forecast from the South African Reserve Bank, which last week slashed its expectations for South Africa's economy to just 0.3% for this year. We've got Max Alia, the senior South Africa representative at the IMF, for more on this story. Max, thanks so much for your time. Can you tell us when the latest World Economic Outlook report was compiled and when sort of cutoff was for uh, all the data to be processed and packaged in into the report? Um, yes, you know, we, there's a bit of a lag between the moment we do the projections and then, you know, as you said, there's a process and we publish them. But the, the projections were wrapped up in early January. That's around the, the cutoff date for the, for the update that we release at the end of January. Because what was uh, quite surprising uh, for those of us who were looking at what you expect for the South African economy was the fact that you expected to do a little bit better from previous forecasts, albeit it is a slowdown from uh, last year and the year before, but it's a lot higher than uh, what other institutions like the Reserve Bank are expecting. So can you tell us all the elements that went into the forecast for South Africa's economy? Yeah, sure, absolutely. First thing I would like to clarify is, you know, given the energy crisis that is taking place in South Africa with the low shedding, projections at the moment for South Africa are subject to a higher degree of uncertainty than we usually have, because it will all depend largely on how the electricity crisis plays out going um, going forward. Now, our projections, there are a few elements. One is the estimate for 2022 which we upgraded from 2.1 to 2.6. The main reason is that the data for the third quarter of last year was much stronger than we expected in October. We didn't know the data, but the economy proved to be more resilient to low shedding than people were fearing. Data for the fourth quarter seemed to be holding, although there will be a slowdown. There was slowdown compared to the third quarter, but we estimate the growth for 2022 was around 2.6. So that puts us on a, a bit of a higher t- platform for this year. Now, the question is, January, load shedding was really bad, but I think in early January, we knew it was gonna be bad, but not as bad as it turned out. However, yesterday they released the PMI information the, and it was quite strong. So it seems that the economy is being more resilient to load shedding than we initially feared. So our projection of 1.2, I think, reflects that. There's a lot of uncertainty around the number, as I said before, because we don't know how the energy situation is going to play out in the remainder of the year. 
Mm. You mentioned a great point. We uh, had uh, APSA on the show yesterday just uh, talking through their uh, manufacturing sentiment index and the fact that it was a lot more resilient, notwithstanding the fact that uh, January was another record month for uh, load shedding. So are you also saying then, in part, that perhaps the Reserve Bank's growth forecast, which was cut to 0.3% last week, could be a bit too pessimistic? Well, you see, I cannot comment on other institutions' projections. I mean, I, they know all the, all the all the elements they took into consideration. There may be elements that we are missing. So I cannot comment on what is behind their projection. Uh, but on ours is that, as I said, it, it reflects a significant slowdown compared to last year. But, uh, in, but there's a lot of uncertainty because we don't know how the energy crisis is going to play out. At what point does the IMF step in to say, okay, we have enough information right now around this energy crisis to uh, make a potential move on our current forecast? Well, you see, we, we do four major releases. I mean, the two biggest ones are in April in the context of the spring meetings and in October in the context of the annual meetings. And then we had these interim updates, one in January and one in the summer, northern summer, in July. So our next round of projections will come out in April. Uh, at that time, we will have information of how was GDP growth in the last quarter. We'll have the full number for 22, the actual data, not estimates. Yeah, that data will be released on March 7th. So we will incorporate that data in, and it may confirm or not confirm our expectation about the last quarter of last year. So every time we get new data releases, we we take a look. We will also have by then more data on the first quarter, not the actual GDP number, but high frequency indicators like capacity utilization, business confidence. Uh, we'll have trade data. We will have even tax data. So we'll have a number of data that we will incorporate. So our next round of projections will be released in April in the context of our spring meetings. Got it. Uh, I think we will all be looking uh, quite closely at uh, that report to see if there is any changes, just given the uh, fact that there still doesn't seem to be a solid plan on the table to uh, deal with the uh, load shedding, the power cuts, power outages we're experiencing right now. But I want to talk about some of the factors that you cited uh, that were behind the upgrade to the growth of the global economy for this year. Just uh, zoning in on China specifically, China, very big commodity uh, consumer, uh, South Africa producing quite a lot of minerals that they are consumed from the platinums to the golds and other uh, metals like and other commodities like coal also. Just on the China reopening story, how positive and how much of a boost could that be uh, for our economy this year? Well, I think obviously, I mean, the, the change in, from the COVID zero policy to the reopening of the Chinese economy is very positive for the global economy. It will impact commodity prices uh, we, in, to some extent, and that's probably the main channel through which South Africa will benefit. Unfortunately, well, I mean, one thing is that we witnessed over the last few years when our commodity prices boomed, they were very high, and South Africa mostly benefited from the higher commodity prices. Uh, the volumes did not grow as fast as they could have, uh, but this was largely because of the bottlenecks that exist on logistics, you know, on railways and ports. So 
I mean, that's part of a broader agenda of reforms that are important in South Africa is to address these bottlenecks. So when these opportunities open up in the global economy, South Africa can benefit not only from higher prices, commodity prices, but also from the possibility of being able to increase the volumes it exports. Uh, Got it. So you're making reference there to uh, Transnet and uh, the... um views from the mining industry, the reports from the mining industry that they've got a whole lot of minerals there in stockpile because they can't get it out as the logistics line here is performing below uh, optimal levels. Yeah, exactly. So I think South Africa could benefit or would benefit much more from this boom in commodity prices or this if it could also not only benefit from the higher prices but also from being ex- able to export higher quantities mm. and that's why it's somehow at the moment uh, holding back how much South Africa could benefit from that. All right. Max, just a parting uh, question. Do you have a view on what the impact to inflation, uh, China's reopening and the boom uh, potentially in commodity prices uh, will bring. Some are arguing uh, whether it could be uh, inflationary and it could uh, give uh, central banks sleepless nights once again as they try to tackle inflation with higher interest rates. Some uh, believe perhaps the impact may not be as material on inflation, uh, which has started to uh, come down. Do you have a view? Yeah, but that's a, obviously a big question at the moment. The South Africa, sorry, the Chinese opening is relatively recent. Uh, it, it's h- how much the Chinese consumer will go out and spend probably a large amount of savings that they piled up over these years being locked locked up. Uh, we witnessed that already in the world, I'd say last summer, you could see it, it last northern summer, with everyone taking vacation going out and people, because they had some people, um, had managed to accumulate a lot of savings unintendedly because they couldn't, they were in lockdowns and things. So I, we, we, I expect the Chinese consumers also to spend some of these savings that they accumulated during the lockdown. Um, and then that could have some inflationary pressures. Uh, on the other hand, um, what, we, what we see that central banks have been doing a relatively good job in bringing inflation to, on a downward trend. Our view is that inflation already peaked in, uh, in most countries. Uh, that includes South Africa. I mean, uh, in the case of South Africa in particular, we do expect the the inflation to be within the target range of three to six percent by the second quarter or around mid-year. So the SARP had done an excellent job in bringing containing inflation and bringing it down. But we also see already inflation in the U.S. somehow coming down in Europe. Uh, but obviously there's some risk that some of them coming from how much the the Chinese consumer will go out and spend, and therefore we call there's some pent-up demand demand that hasn't materialized, but it's latent. All right. Uh, Max, uh, thanks so much for uh, your time. Uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, the points that you've made are well noted, uh, that even though there was a slight nudge higher for South Africa's economy, the uh, uncertainty is pretty high and we'll have a lot more clarity perhaps in April from the meetings. And also I'll be sure to tell the governor of this country that you reckon he's done a good job in uh, fighting inflation. Indeed. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Max Alia, the senior South Africa representative at the IMF. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app 
and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.